0: I think what I like most about these exercises is just getting to know my team. It sounds so simple, but it's so valuable. And I feel like, especially for me recently, because half of our team is new and I've never met them in person, it's been really nice to get to learn about like what everyone's different goals are and their strengths and their sort of growth areas.
1: Welcome to Design Life. about design and side projects for motivated creators. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. And I'm your other
0: host, Femke. And in this episode today, we're going to talk about building design team culture in order to have impact as a team. There's various things that Charlie and I have been involved in in our various companies in the past, like team building activities or retros or talking about certain topics as a team in order to discuss how to have more impact as a team. So, we're going to talk a little bit about those kind of things and different exercises and activities that we've been involved in in the past amongst our teams and the benefits that we've found from them.
1: Yeah, I think this is an important part of like working at a company and being a team rather than like a contractor or a freelancer. Where, when you talk to your team, you're not just talking about the work, right? Like, there's also important discussions to be had about how you get the work done and about how you operate together as a team. And it's important to make time for that stuff. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward today, Femme, to hear how companies you've been at in the past have done this. Maybe I can pick up a Mm -hmm. tip or two to do with my team. (laughs) Likewise, likewise. Before we get into it, as always,
0: a little bit of a catch up. How are you? How are things going?
1: Things are going good, yes. I'm trying to remember what I would have last updated the, the podcast listeners on. I think I said that we adopted some cats. You did, um, you did. They are doing well. They're currently sitting right next to me in the sunshine. Aww. I had a good weekend trying to like explore some different creative outlets. I didn't make any videos, but I did do some writing, and I actually played around with like uh, some music software, making a mashup over the weekend oh, just fun. for fun. I just felt like it, and so I was like, let's just go with it and do it um one day I will find a hobby that doesn't involve a screen oh my gosh apparently yeah yeah I've just picked up another one that involves a screen so yeah that's that's how I'm doing (laughs) same same I
0: really want to get into uh ceramics and like pottery I can imagine you doing that oh really that's that's a compliment (laughs) uh but like it's I don't know how to start that on my own you need like a whole like oven thing to like make clay so I'm waiting for post-pandemic life when I can like go to a workshop or a studio or something and get some classes yeah one day one day (laughs) uh yeah on my side going pretty well I'm on my last week of my community building course that I've mentioned before yeah so it's been like a six-week course and of course, me, I've signed up to another course, which is starting this week. They're like just overlapping in one week. Uh, And the second course I'm taking, it's called Design to Be. And it's all about like going kind of deep within and like soft skills and how to like turn that into impact and value for your company, like talking about resilience and you know, overcoming uncertainty, that kind of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I think that's also like six weeks. So, yeah, I don't know. I've been in a bit of a like course mindset lately, uh, trying to learn new skills and then apply them to the
1: different things I'm doing. Yeah, it sounds like you're in learning mode through and through.
0: Yeah, I am, which is really fun. Um, But yeah, the community building course uh, has been really good and it's about to end and I'm getting pretty excited about launching my beta community. I feel like I've been like planning so much behind the scenes and not really talking about it much like publicly, but I'm going to start changing that because I'm really excited to sort of launch it and see how it goes.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about it as well. That's cool. That. Do you think you'll have time to implement uh, once you finish the community building course because you're going straight into this other course? I know. Or will you sort of put it on the back burner for a few weeks while you do the, the other course first?
0: Well, I feel like with this community building course, because it's been like every week there's a new topic, I've kind of been able to like apply what I've learned that week into my community planning. There's always like these little homework exercises and things. So I feel like, I mean, I'm like a week or so behind. So I do have a little bit of catch up to do, but I do feel like I want to use this momentum that I have while I'm in like the headspace to you know kind of go full steam ahead and launch it. So we'll see. Otherwise, I know I'm going to sit on it for another six months and I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> Or longer, like your website. <laughs> or longer, or longer. Yes. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like put harsh deadlines on this for myself to get it out the door.
1: Yep. I think I'm going to need to do that for the book I'm working on. I've reached this stage of the writing process where it's it's hard, like... I don't know, in the early stages, things flow much easier and you do the planning and then you get to the point of the like the details. And that's when, (laughs) yeah, writing does not come so easily. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that I could benefit from some self-imposed deadlines as well. Yeah,
0: totally. I feel like also with my community, Framing it as a beta is kind of helpful because it helps me get rid of this like layer of perfectionism that I feel like I need to have. So it's like, okay, it's all a learning experience and like it's not going to be perfect from day one. It's going to evolve. We're going to learn. It's going to change. I guess it's a bit more difficult to apply to a book where you don't really get a, a beta or a trial run as such.
1: Yeah, nope, you launch it and then it's the book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's also something, there's
0: something exciting in that too, right? Where like, yeah. it is this like final big thing. Um, That's that's also fun.
1: Yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, should we get into today's topic? This whole idea of, of team building, of the culture and, you know, that... That stuff that feels like, I don't know, some people could see it, I guess, as a, an extra layer, but for me, it's vital to enjoying my work and enjoying being part of a team. The the culture of the team is really important to me, and the way in which we work is just as important as the actual work we're doing. Yep. Um, yeah. And this came up because you mentioned that your team had an offsite last yeah. week, right? Yeah, we did. Tell us about it. Uh, So we had a little
0: team offsite that was virtual. I will caveat it was not a literal offsite. I think in, in normal times it would have been, but this was done virtually. And it was two afternoons. And I think what kind of caused it was that our team had grown quite a bit and like, over 50% of our team were new, like, had joined within the last four months. Wow. And our manager was also new, and, like, it kind of just felt like a good time to, like, sit down together as a team and talk about, like, what are the things that we value, what are things that are important to us as a team, what are kind of our principles, and how we prefer to work together uh, Mm -hmm. as a team and with our, like, cross-functional partners in the business. So... Yeah, it was a really nice like two afternoons. The first day was focused on like sort of more self-reflection and thinking about like, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Like, what do I enjoy contributing back to the team? That kind of stuff. Uh, And like building out our skills and comparing to each other and like learning about each other's different areas. Oh, I like that. Yeah, the second day was more about like the business and the team and like what are things that we like as a team what are the things we wish we did reflecting on like how we as like one tiny team in uber can like have an impact and like bring revenue back to the business so that was a bit more like team business oriented
1: mm. and what i like about what it sounds like to me is this was a time to step back from the day-to-day so you're not trying to do this alongside the regular yeah. work that yeah. you know you have ongoing I think that's important. That kind of feels like what, that's what ConvertKit team retreats give me. Usually, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where it's, you know, it's a week outside of the ordinary where everyone's together and it's really future focused and really, yeah, thinking about strategy and um, the team culture and and things like that.
0: Yeah. So I I know you do these, like team retreats, I think usually twice a year, right? Is that right?
1: Yes. And they have been the past two have been virtual for... Got it. Reasons that we all are aware, are aware of. of. <laughs> so in addition to
0: those retreats, what are other things that you do that are like sprinkled in between those retreats?
1: I think we are really... I think we're really good at the sit convert kit of the the how we work alongside doing the work itself is something we're always refining and that everyone in the company cares a lot about the culture. Um, And, you know, whenever there's an issue, we talk about it instantly. We don't just wait for a retreat to happen in order to sort it or anything like that. Something that I did when I took over leading the brand team was, you know, new team established within the company. I'm a new manager and, uh, you know, we want to start off building deciding what our team culture is you know like with the team within a team and uh in pitching me this role of the brand team barrett our ceo had written this brand team vision document which sort of outlined what he was envisioning for this team and what they would do what they would be responsible for and so we had a few sessions as a brand team talking about that like what stood out to us about this vision what um some some framing we often use is uh what excites you? what do you feel resistance to and what questions do you have? So we sort of went through it with that lens in mind um, to, to form a discussion. Um, and that was really helpful for right off the bat, us all feeling aligned as a team and aware of you know the different parts that everyone was excited about. But we also have uh, we have team meetings weekly as a brand team and there's a little bit of status update side to them at the beginning, but um, I always try to have a topic that we talk about. Sometimes it's a super functional topic. It's about like planning for the cycle or the, you know, um, getting the work done. But other times it can be more like brainstorming or more strategy driven. We were talking about like, yeah, a bigger idea and a a bigger piece of things, which is always fun. And I think um, really adds to the culture to give everyone a voice in that and and not just have it come from, you know, the executives that this is the thing we're gonna work on that we can all have ideas too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I really, really like that. And I like that it's kind of embedded into your weekly team meeting or like weekly cadence. For For us, like, if we want to spend time on this, we often will have to like schedule time for everyone on the team to like get together and um, usually because of that and because it kind of takes people away from their work we don't do it that often um which I guess is why when we recently did it we like carved out two full afternoons and like really made sure we had the time for it um I'm curious like now that you're a manager is your approach to this kind of stuff any different from when you were in IC and were there things that you maybe really enjoyed as an IC in in this kind of these kinds of exercises
1: I think that, um, well, I know that SNIC, I liked being involved in a strategy, strategy discussions that, I don't know, I, it sounds like that is about doing the work, right? It's about the strategy, but also it was part of the culture that everyone is, everyone's voice matters, everyone, everyone's opinion matters. And so that's something that I've really tried to bring over to my team as well. That's the main thing, I think. And I guess something else is an attitude towards learning you know, that we're always encouraged to, to be learning and to be sharing what we're learning, to be teaching others within the team and that sort of thing. So there's been some team meetings and actually I think I'm going to schedule this week's to be about this where we're all sort of digging in on a topic and, and figuring out together. We've had one where we had, like, for example, an account rep from a piece of software we use to measure our reach, came on to show the team how they could use it and they started thinking about, oh, here's how I could use it in... Um, you know, in my work and that sort of thing. And I think that's sort of like, yeah, development in a way, training uh, Mm -hmm. that we all do together as a team rather than everyone off individually doing it. I think that's really fun when you all get to learn together.
0: Totally. Yeah. I've really enjoyed, like, I think what I like most about these exercises is just getting to know my team. Yeah. Like it sounds so simple, but it's so valuable and I feel like, especially for me recently, because half of our team is new and I've never met them in person, uh, it's been really nice to get to learn about like what everyone's different goals are and their strengths and their sort of growth areas. Uh, It was funny. I learned that like there was someone else on the team whose growth area or like an area that they want to sort of invest into or improve in is one of my strength areas. And we were like, oh, well, this is cool. Like, we should have conversations about this and I can share what I've learned. And like, maybe there's a mentoring opportunity or something here. And so that's really cool because I think if we hadn't carved out the time for that, I wouldn't have learned that about them and they wouldn't have learned yeah. that about me. So I've really appreciated that um, from these kinds of sessions.
1: Yes. And this is a part of working together as a team that is, I think it's just super important and that, it's just really important that um, management puts time into allowing space for this. I yeah. guess it cause culture isn't something that just, you know, it, it just happens and it all works out great because you've hired the right people. Like even if you have hired the right people onto the team, you still have to work to build the culture that you want and to allow space for the, the connection and things like that, that, um, You know, technically, if you look at it on a day to day basis, it feels like spending an hour getting to know each other and chatting is not a good use of time. Mm -hmm. But if you expand that out and like look over the year and think like, wow, that hour that we spent building a strong relationship or, you know, you can't do that just in an hour. You know what I mean? (laughs) Working Um, towards it. (laughs) Yes, working towards it. That investment that we made now has paid off in the future because there's more trust there's more like collaboration that happens. Um, people holding each other accountable more often because you have that uh, that relationship and that that base layer of trust, which yeah. is where critical feedback and everything becomes easier. And that has to be in place first before you can before you can get there. And it's absolutely worth it. So yeah, I'm glad that your team took the time to do that.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that up because. I do feel like a common sort of resistance is that, oh, we just don't have time for this or everyone's mm-hmm, so busy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like, how do we make the time to sort of invest in this? And it's hard to justify that because you can't really measure the the benefit, right? It's like, oh, well, we'll have better team culture. Like, okay, how do you measure that? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it is... I find that, like, sometimes we can be met with some resistance in these things. But I, as an IC, have always really appreciated uh, a manager who understands the value of this, puts time into working on this together as a team, you know, listening to our teammates and kind of letting everyone feel involved uh, and then sort of turning that into an action plan. I think that's also kind of an important part of this, too, is, like, okay, we can do all the talking we want about a topic, but how do we turn that into action and how do we like mm-hmm. move forward? Um, I don't know if you have any experience in that. I know you mentioned to me that you've done retros before as a team. So I'd be curious to hear like after the retro, like what happens next? Like how do
1: you move forward and, and
0: turn some of those insights into action?
1: Yeah, I think those are definitely more on the side of the doing the work thing, but it's it is a bit about how we work together. Uh, doing a retro gives space to air things that you feel like didn't function as you would have liked. in you know, the last time you worked together, like we just did one, for example, as a site squad, myself, Caleb, uh, the marketing designer, and Corey, the developer, uh, talking about how our work went last cycle and what we'd like to do differently going forward. Uh, And that gave us space to talk about, oh, communication, like, I feel like we could be doing this better or getting this earlier and more advanced. and Essentially, the point of the retro is to solidify your learnings and get on the same page about what it was you learned about the last thing you just worked on together from that last experience. Right. And, yeah, come to decisions together as to what you want to change or do differently or keep the same going forward. Uh, It's Yeah, just a chance for everyone to get on the same page, basically. But going back to what we were saying about uh, getting to know your team and things like that, something that we like to give space for at the start of meetings at ConvertKit is we call it red, yellow, green. I might have talked about this on the show before. Oh, I don't but, know. But um, it's like a status update about how you yourself are feeling. Uh, so it's a traffic light system, right? Where green is I'm feeling great, I'm good to go, like let's do this thing. Yellow is eh, I'm like feeling a little, a little bit off today. Like maybe I'm a little anxious or a little bit tired or I don't know things just aren't aren't great. And then red is I'm feeling really low. I'm I don't know frustrated about something something's blocking me it could be in or out of work as well but yeah that's the traffic light system and so we just say right let's do red yellow green and everyone goes around and says what color they're feeling and why if they choose to share it mm-hmm. and it's a really good way to set the scene yeah. at the beginning of a meeting especially if it's going to be an important one like i don't know if it's a brainstorming meeting and the majority of the people uh, in the meeting are feeling red or yellow maybe this isn't the best time mm. to have a brainstorming meeting because mm-hmm. people aren't feeling like they're tip-top creative selves and it'd be better served if we moved it to a different time. Um, so yeah, it's just really good scene setting, but also it gives people space to talk about their lives too, you know, and what's going on. Like, I don't know, e- even if they're green, sharing a win or like sharing something yeah. they're excited about that's contributing to them feeling that way. It's just a nice way to, to weave that in because... Like it or not, we bring our personal lives to work, right? Like totally. Especially right now working at home, (laughs) but in general too. Uh, So it's important to give space to that. What has been
0: your favorite kind of activity or session that you've had in a team around this topic?
1: Um, My very first thought as an answer was uh, not a very practical one or like a very repeatable one, but it's the activities we do together on our team retreats mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's always a couple of options to pick from usually one is like the more relaxing option and another's a more like active adventurous option as a team activity um so for example some things i've done with the team is gone whitewater water rafting um, we've gone kayaking on the pacific looking for dolphins um those wow. are two of my favorite ones <laughs> we went on a whale watching like boat trip apparently all my favorite ones involve water is uh a train <laughs> But what I really like about these team building activities, I say, quote unquote, because we're not like doing trust falls and, right. you know, I don't know, team <laughs> games and, and stuff like that during them. It's just an experience that we're all having together. And that's really special and has gone a long way for, yeah, developing relationships on the team. Um, and it's been super fun. And I've appreciated a lot that the space has been given for those on our team retreats. And I think because they don't happen that often is what makes it even more special. Like I think if we worked in an office together and there was team bowling night every single Wednesday, it wouldn't mean as much to me as these experiences, shared experiences have. But yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind as, as a favorite for me. <laughs> what about for you? Yeah, I mean,
0: my first thing that comes to mind is also something that's very impractical and like not something that we would do all the time. But uh, we as a team once went to Bangalore uh, to oh, meet wow, yeah. the other half of our team because our team was split between Amsterdam and Bangalore and uh, my manager organized like a treasure hunt around the city and we were like in teams and we had like a list of like all these like tasks and things we had to do and so we were like running around this gigantic city uh, in this like kind of amazing race style team activity and that was so fun it's like some of my fondest memories I have uh, with my team but obviously not something super practical that (laughs) we could do like multiple times or even once a year, to be honest. Um, So that was really fun.
1: But that's just it, right? Like it was a special one-off thing that your team decided to organize and and it's not part of the process. It's not um, scalable in a way. Yeah, Uh, It's not super easily repeatable. And that's kind of what makes it more special is that the company is investing in that. And I think that's, again, something that is a core difference between being part of a team and being a freelancer or a contractor, right? Is Mm -hmm. these sorts of times when the company is investing in you as a team not just you as an individual with training and courses and things like that but yeah investing in how you all work together as a team
0: yeah i think it's super important agreed something we've been trying to do or maybe not trying to do but like something we have the space to do on our team uh is like our manager has been really encouraging of like you know, by saying like, you don't have to wait for me to organize something. Or like, you know, if you wanna do something, like he's very encouraging of like, you know, it coming from the team. And so we have the space to like, set up and organize a social thing if we want to, or, you know, those kind of like little cultural things don't rely on the manager to necessarily foster like we really try to make it come from the team um, and that's been really nice because sometimes I have an idea of like something I want to try and I'm just like hey should we try this is anyone else interested does this resonate with anyone else uh, and it's nice to have that space as an IC to like bring that to a team rather than having to like rely on or like wait for a manager to to think about it or like care about investing time in it
1: yeah yeah, I like that. I think that's really important, too, and goes back to talking about how culture can't be, like, fabricated. You can't just, like, like click your fingers and make it happen, or if I yeah. do X, X will happen. It's uh, about everyone coming together and, and forming the culture, really. Like, every single person you add to the team is, or should be, adding to the culture yep. in their own unique way. Uh, and it changes the culture a little bit, right? Um, mm-hmm. We're really careful at ConvertKit to make sure that our final step in our interview process is a culture contribution interview, not a culture fit interview, because we're not looking for someone who's the same as the people who are already on the team, you know. Um, It's about what someone brings to the company as well. So, yeah, I think that that's that's really important for teams to consider when new people are joining is not just how can we make sure that they understand what our culture is like and, you know, fit in with it, but also... What are they going to bring to it of their own ideas and things like that? Yeah, I love that framing. I think that the the one time where I have felt perhaps not, like not connected as a team, has been, yeah. At a, I'm like trying to decide how much information to give here, <laughs> but the company didn't invest a lot in team building stuff. We didn't really do activities together as a team or even have like all team meetings um, okay yeah and, and when we did there were very much status updates and things like that and we all sat together, but it didn't really feel I didn't feel that team spirit I guess that I have at other companies um, yeah, and I think that that could have been helped if if it was clear that that was a focus and it, I, I just don't think it was important building that team team atmosphere yeah. Um, And that just goes to show that it's not something that just happens organically when you put a group of people together. Right. It has to be purposeful and you have to give space for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember feeling similar, actually somewhat recently. I switched teams back in, I don't know, Mm. September, October of 2020, like quite recently. And I remember having conversations with my new manager and and being really honest and saying like, look, I don't feel like I have a sense of belonging on this team. Um, The team I joined had been together as a team for two years they'd spent time in an office together and they had all their inside jokes and uh they're also based in a different location I was like the the quote unquote outsider in a different location and so I was finding it really hard to feel like part of that team especially in in this pandemic world when you can't really meet IRL um and so yeah I mean I'm I'm grateful that I I trusted my manager. Right. And like we had the space to have that conversation and I felt comfortable sharing with him that I was missing the sense of belonging because that's really important to be able to feel like you can share that. Um, So, yeah, I've I've definitely experienced that too recently uh, and it's gotten better now and we just had this like offsite. So that's been really great. Um, But yeah, it can feel like that even internally if you're switching teams or there's a lot of changes like half the team has gone and you all of a sudden have new people uh, there can be a lot of different things and different scenarios that can affect your sense of belonging.
1: Yes this is something that I was really concerned about I guess in taking over the brand team because we essentially if anyone hasn't heard me talk about it before we split the marketing team into two at ConvertKit. Base. That's right yeah. Well we now have the marketing team which focuses on product marketing, demand generation and then Uh, The brand team, my team focuses on building our brand, building awareness for it, reaching more creators, things like that. And I was really worried that the team would sort of feel torn in two as part of this. And that's why I wanted to make sure that at the start, I really focused our team meeting time and our team time together, you know, just discussing the vision and what we're excited about, what we're worried about and giving space for that so that everyone on the team can sort of come together as a new team because there was people who perhaps hadn't worked super closely together with before yeah. on things. Um, and yeah, I think it worked well. Uh, not to pat myself on the back too much, but <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, I think it worked well.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think like step one is just acknowledging those, right? Like yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been in places where that's just not acknowledged. I'm sure you have too at past companies where mm-hmm. like they just don't really have awareness over how this can impact your team, oh, yeah. and, or Absolutely. your people, day to day. So, yeah, it sounds like we're both in good places now, and especially at ConvertKit, it sounds like this theme is so embedded in like your team's culture and your day to day of how you work. So, thank you for sharing some of your some of your experiences.
1: Yeah, and you too. This was a this was a fun topic. Um, you know, a little bit different for us, uh, but I think it was good to hear about. And I worried when we first started talking about about this it's like okay but we're talking to designers right not necessarily team leads who are in charge of the culture and things like that but you know the ass we've come to throughout this conversation culture is everyone and everyone brings it Um, and so maybe if anyone listening is feeling like they wish they had a, a team culture that was perhaps a bit better and their managers not doing anything about it maybe you could be the one to suggest some things and it's okay if it doesn't turn out because you know depends the other people on the team might not be interested in that but you can try and make it the place that you want to work and you can try and, and form it into the culture that you want to have there. Uh, so take ownership of that. Yeah, huge plus one. Yeah. All right, where can people go, fam to find more episodes of this show? You can
0: go to designlife.fm or you can search for Design Life in your favorite podcasting app.
1: Yes, all of the apps. And if you've got any requests for future topics, anything you want to hear us talk about, you could send us an email on our site, uh, designlife.fm find the contact form there or reach out to us on Twitter at designlifefm let us know what's on your mind
0: yeah, we would love to hear from you it's always nice to get uh, an email in from a listener about what they're struggling with or what they'd like to hear from us on the show so please do send those
1: in if you have any thoughts we read all of them and also we can leave you anonymous if you prefer if that, you know, (laughs) makes you feel any better or encourages you to reach out then we can do that too just let us know Alright. Well, fam, uh, see you next time, I guess. Yeah, see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.